0: And that's it. We are now live on the Internet.
1: You know, it's interesting. Man. I didn't see a countdown.
0: Look at that. There was one. I, 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 was saw, I thought both of us saw it. So that's funny. Um, I've been assuming that uh, you saw it, too. Yeah, it's like five, four, three, two, one. And here we are. All right. So so, hey, this is Paul DeMello. And uh, Paul DeMello is the founder of Just Against Children Drowning. He's a water safety advocate. He also installs mesh Pool safety fencing, and the Just Against Children Drowning nonprofit was started after his two children, Josh and Christian Demello, uh, passed away. And I, I, hopefully, I'll get him to tell that story. And he's been doing it for five years, six years now. Oh, I want to say it's closer to five. Five, five years. years. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, uh, five. And that's it. We are now live on the internet. You know what's interesting? I didn't see a countdown. Look at that. There was one. I, 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 was you know, saw, I thought both of us saw it, so that's funny. Um, I've been assuming that uh, you saw it too. Yeah, it's like five, four, three, two, one, and here we are. All right. So, so hey, this is Paul DeMello, and uh, Paul DeMello is the founder of Just Against Children Drowning. He's a water safety advocate. He also installs mesh pool safety fencing, and the Just Against Children Drowning Nonprofit was started after his two children, Josh and Christian Demello, uh, passed away. And I, I, hopefully, I'll get him to tell that story. And he's been doing it for five years, six years now. Oh, I want to say it's closer to five. Five, five years. years. That's what yeah. I thought.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, five years now. And you know, he's done uh, bike events and runs, and installed a ton of pool fences. And you know a phenomenal amount of educational outreach and Facebook education and just you know a a multifaceted, multi-pronged approach to pool safety, which I really think is perfect. Actually, um, where he's not just doing education, he's just not doing practical stuff. He's doing it all at the same time. Um, yeah, I'm especially. all over the place. Like, <laughs> like
1: half the time, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just out there doing it. You know, I mean, that's what you do, right?
0: You just yeah, kind of start doing I mean.
1: It. It what else was there to do you know after going through what i went through and
0: so can you, you, know, do you do you mind telling that story
1: uh i've told it so many times i can never tell it all in full extent and mm-hmm. um you know i miss my boys eric you know yeah. i just miss them and in and, and the day that you know i got that telephone call was the worst phone call in my life and still today i look back on it. i mean matter of fact the other day i was in the I was in the gym, uh, with a very good friend of mine and I was telling him, wow, I can't believe it's been eight years. And, um, you know, I woke up, I woke up and I wanted to cry and, and I was fighting back those tears. And, and I'm asking myself, why am I fighting back these tears so much? You know, cause I feel like I should, shouldn't be like in this position where I'm grieving them so much, you know, but they told me, no, nah, you'll, you'll miss them to the day you die, you know? But yeah, um, yeah. Pretty much the kids uh, were with their mom um, and and their mom loved them to death and and the kids loved her too, you know, and that's where it happened. So I wasn't there. So I probably never really will know exactly what happened. Um, I can tell you there was definitely a lapse of time. Um, You you know, we're taught that the first place we should look is the swimming pool. You know, I know that today, you know, Um, and it was the last place that was checked. Um, You know, the twins got through to the uh, pool area, and they both fell in. And a lot of times people ask me, wow, that's crazy. Both of them are gone. You know, they both drown." And, and yeah, I I get it with twins. You know, I remember watching my boys very closely, and they were always by each other's side. Um, But anyways, uh, we were separated at the time, and uh, and I had custody of my kids, and they were visiting with their mom at the grandparents' house. And uh, that's when I got the phone call. And uh, I remember hearing the screams, um, real loud screams, and, and I totally buckled. Like, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't never been hit so hard like that in my life. And, and I just, I remember falling down to the ground and um, my oldest son uh, come running out of his bedroom mm-hmm. and scooping me up and basically um, bringing me to the car you know, and uh, it was almost like I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to respond. You know, I never imagined something like that would happen to my little guys. You know, they were only 13 months old. I was always concerned about my 18 year old, you know, um, but not, not the little guys. They were just so perfect and pure. And, and, you know, one of the toughest things I've had to do was, was survive this, you know, survive my emotions. And, and I think, um, like you had when you introduced me and you talked about kind of being all over the place and just and, and I don't know I just had to get busy and and when you said it's been what five or six years you know that first year a year and a half it was like it was like somebody cut my legs off you know I just couldn't get out of bed I was just I was crying every single day uh, matter of fact I cried for like 13 months straight uh, went to bed crying woke up crying um, but there was one thing that I held on to and, and You know, um, I got a phone call, I want to say four or five days after um, my little guy, uh, Christian, passed away. You know, he he was able to donate his organs. And and I remember hearing that, you know, that his organ got donated, his kidneys got donated to a a little girl, 19-year-old girl. And and, and it was like I was crying and smiling at the same time. And and I don't know if you've ever experienced that, you know, crying and smiling at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I knew there was something in there was something about helping others. And so that's when I, you know, I knew I had to do something, anything, you know. Um, And today I have a relationship with that family. And today I feel like my boys also gave me a mission, you know, like a dad on a mission kind of thing. And every day I pick this up every single day, some way, shape or form. You know, I got pictures all over my house about my twins i got tattoos of my twins you know i I just i don't know i adore them i miss them and and a lot of times i i feel like um people are sick of hearing about them or seeing them and and, you know that's that stinking thinking i guess that grief uh but the fact of the matter is only if you could have saw how it was when they were here you know it was like hitting the lottery um i really enjoy being a dad you know and it's just something about those those little people that, you know, that unconditional love that they give you. And uh, I think uh, what I'm really trying to do is keep this is like keep their spirit alive here on Earth through selfish, selfless labor. You know, um, it's almost like a form of therapy for me. And it it, and, it, and it know, has never- helped. It, it has helped a great deal. I mean, I'm in a much, much, much better place than I was you know, I mean, I'm still in the middle of it at times. Um, and as you can see, I can go on and on and on about this stuff. You know, there's something to be said about sharing the story. You know, it, it's it's it, it, it's an opportunity and it's a privilege. You know, uh, probably one of the greatest opportunities I have is to share that story, you know, about my boys and, and what happened. And, and, of course, always thinking about the solution and, and trying to take that tragedy and turning it into a gift for others you know so they don't have to go through the same thing you know it's almost predictable and it's definitely preventable you know uh, the drownings continue to happen
0: you you know i i I, um, i had never thought of it this way before but the you know the, the the kidneys the organs um they were kind of the first donation of jacd you know, they were kind of the beginning of yeah. the beginning, you
1: know. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And, and I like the way you put that because it really was because that's when I kind of made the connection. There was just something there about that, you know. Um, and again, I just I feel like I'm trying to keep their spirit alive here, you know, the memory through, you know, whatever I do, whatever that is, you know. And I know it's not perfect. I make a lot of mistakes and. And the other thing I want to tell you is there's just so many other people that, like, nurture me and love me, you know, back to life and, and always supporting the foundation. I mean, there's always some people that want to dim the light and, and take away from it. You know, And a lot of times I just realize that, you know, we're all dealing with something, you know, we're all dealing with something.
0: Um, and you, you know her, right? the. The young lady that receives the, the kidneys, and and I she do. I and, do. And, 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 and did she have she, a baby?
1: She did, and and, yeah. and I was like the the one person she wanted there when the baby was born. Oh. That was so cool. Like that is cool. You know, I mean, and the and she's grown. She's grown so much. She's a dynamite mom. That was the one thing that she wanted. You know, she used to pray on a regular basis was to be a mom. You know. And I remember her telling me, you know, Paul, you just don't understand. I didn't have a life. You know, um, I was on dial- dialysis for five years. So I couldn't drive. Um, you know, her education was, was, was going to be like she was going to drop out of school. She just, she just didn't care to live. And then after the, the transplant, she shared with me on how much her life had changed. You know, um, going back to school, graduating, going to work, and just just a total 180-degree turnaround, which is a miracle to me. Definition of a miracle.
0: That is, I mean, that, that's really cool. And, you know, you, you wonder how much of um, of Christian is in, you know, in that, you know.
1: She says Josh and Christian always. She she, to, she oh, yeah. yeah. Huh? Th- that makes sense. She includes them both. You know, um, we didn't yeah. get a chance, you know, we didn't get a chance to do anything with, with Joshers. Because right. um, I believe you got 24 hours to make that decision. And mm-hmm. Josh passed right away. Um, you know, they both went to separate hospitals, which was crazy to me. Uh, but now I get it because they wanted to give each child that attention. You know, um, oh, okay. They went to different hospitals, and, and we ended up at um, one hospital where Joshua was, and he passed right away. And then I had heard that Christian got revived, and we went over to the other hospital, and he lived for three days. So and then, he, and then we were able to make that decision. You know, it's something that you don't think of. You know, uh, no you know, what are you going to do, you know, if one of your children die with their organs kind of thing. So it was
0: a process. Right, right, of course. Um, and so since then, you know, talk a little bit, if you can, about um, what JACD has done and kind of the things that you're proud of, you know, so far. Um, well,
1: yeah, I want to back up to like, first of all, I've always been about children. I've mm-hmm. always loved children. I mean, I had a older son that I that I basically took hostage and was able to experience a lot of um, great things with him you know doing things out in the community mm-hmm. you know the football the baseball helping him with school mm-hmm. and, and just all that just really dove into all that as a dad you know I didn't have a dad coming up so I just wanted to be everything that my dad wasn't kind of thing mm-hmm. and, and I didn't know what I was doing but I was getting good at it and, and then when the twins were born I just wanted to do that you know all over again. Uh, when 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 they passed, um, somebody came up to me and says, hey, you know, you remember Mad Mothers Against Junk Drivers, right? You remember that, right? And he's like, we got to do something about this. And that's when, you know, we came up with JACD, which is an Ackerman, you know, Just Against Children Drowning. Um, it stands for Josh and Christian DeMello. And basically that first year, all we did was, was, was register it and, and found that name. So there was about a year and a half there where, I was really doing nothing and didn't know what I wanted to do and I had I had been um sharing with people I don't know you know there's something about sharing it's just again it's a form of therapy it just helps you know I I knew that I had to get with um I knew I wanted to get somewhere I wanted to do something just didn't know what it was so I had to get with people that had been through what I had been through in order to get to where they were at and uh and i had heard about the national john prevention uh, alliance which i'm a member of and have been um, for probably what 5 years now mm-hmm. and i went to the, and i went to that first conference and you know the keynote speaker there was 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 uh, was sharing about how he has the the greatest job in the world. All he does is write checks. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, maybe someday I can do that. You know, what a cool Did job. Do you remember do you remember who that was? I don't. I don't, oh. but I remember pulling him aside afterwards and I was sharing with him. And and and, and Eric, I was I was like, I wanted to do something so bad, I didn't know what it was. I wanted to do everything. You know, it was like and then he just looked at me and he said, Look, just just try to focus on what would have changed your, your situation or what you feel would have changed it? And absolutely the fence. You know? And I'm getting chills right now because I feel like it was something tangible, something that would have slowed them down, you know, would have gave the mom enough time to locate them. You know? so, so here we go. We got the, the foundation created, and now I have this thought about fencing. You know. And I want to say it was the next year when I went there and I met you. So That's kind of, cool. yeah, it's really cool. And it's just, I don't know, like sometimes some of the most amazing things happen when you just show up. And a lot of times all I did was just show up, Eric, you know, and then I started meeting people, you know, of course, constantly cultivating relationships and meeting no, more people. Um, so DCF was another thing that um, I was dealing with right before the twins passed. So I kind of felt like I needed to help them and work with them. So I was trying to cultivate relationships with department family and children as well. And so that's how we came up with one of the programs where, you know, if if you have a child in a home and there's a pool there, it doesn't matter where the child is or who you stand with. If there's a child there in a pool and no fence, we will fence, it. you know, no charge, free of charge. Uh, and you and as you know it's it's really hard to give away something for free sometimes <laughs> you, you didn't you know? believe me when I told you that I didn't I yeah. didn't yeah and, and, and then I remember later on um, you giving me that um, that title there chief giving officer and, and and what an honor that is you know um, and, 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 and and you know I wish I wish nobody goes through what I went through, and and there's a lot of us. It it, it baffles me. It's overwhelming at times when I think about all the new friends I have today and and that bond that we have. That was the other thing that I need to talk about, which happened at the National Drown Prevention Alliance, is I was able to meet those people that had been through what I was going through and had been through, and were doing amazing things. And and they've helped me so much. You know, Families United uh, to Prevent Drowning is uh, another entity that, you know, I'm dealing with and, you know, I don't know. I don't want to tell their story, but I can't, I can tell you that I would have never gotten as far as I've gotten without them, you know, their help and their support and their love. Well,
0: you can tell the story of the group. So, um, yeah, you know, the group,
1: cause there's, there's one individual that always says you know there's not one silver bullet to 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 this you know and I think you know who he is and he's an amazing guy you know Blake um and and, and this group it kind of like offers like this this multi multi uh solution to all these problems because because the drama prevention arena is a very big arena you know drowning just doesn't happen in backyard swimming pools mm-hmm. um although in, in my area it seems like three quarters of the time it's in a backyard swimming pool and but you know there's open water um you know and, and there's children that that are 18 year old you know i consider a child you know 18 years old you know so it's not just the four-year-olds that are drowning you know the one through four-year-old and, and and basically it's it's uh, a bunch of moms dads um sometimes grandparents um that have been a tragedy and lost their child through a drowning. That have come together. That that are trying to um, give back something to the community as far as solutions in preventing drownings. You know? you know, they say I'm a. They say I'm a professional at this. I don't. I don't feel like a professional. You know, again, I, half the time I'm just out there doing things and have. And I don't know what I'm doing. And I get nervous when I talk about other people's story. I feel more comfortable talking about mine. I just because. Mm-hmm you know, I don't want to mess anything up,
0: you know, but, um, well, that, that's why I wanted you to tell yours. Cause I, I was certain I would screw some part of it up, you know? <laughs> so no, I get it. Just, I just, just tell the truth. <laughs> right. right? With, this is a, uh, I was saying the other day that I, I have to tell the truth because my memory is terrible and, uh, I can't remember what I lied about. So I, it's a lot easier for me to be honest all the time. You know?
1: Yeah. And all those families that come together, they're just doing so amazing. They I mean, are.
0: They are amazing. Yeah, the, the amount of collective good work they're doing uh, together and individually is phenomenal. You know.
1: Yeah, I believe yeah. it started with like six six family members, and yeah, it, I think it's, you it's, were one of them. The, I sad, was, the yeah. sad thing, yeah, I got there when it was Jade's right before it became Families United. Yeah,
0: what Jade was, um, oh, what does it stand for? I can't remember anymore. Journey,
1: I, I think it's a. Jade oh, there it is. Room. Yeah,
0: Journey. Um, Drowning in Survivors, yeah. Drowning, uh, Journey, and some, yeah, I, I forget. I used to know it. It's been a long, long time. But, yeah, it was Jade's, which started through the NDPA. And then, you know, they kind of evolved into Families United. And, and yeah, the, the amount of good work they're doing is just incredible. It really is. It is. It
1: is. And the sad thing is we keep growing and growing and growing. Um, yeah. You know, we and, and we talk, I wish there was a way to measure you know, because we always talk about statistics and data and, and it's, it's hard. I wish there, yeah. I wish there was a way to uh, re, a way to measure, you know, all the drownings that didn't occur, you know, through our work. You know, like how many times did that child go up to that fence? Right. You know, and touch that fence. And, you know, I wish there was a way to measure that.
0: I, I used to say that I was. Um, oh. Michelle just told us, thank you. Uh, journey after a drowning experience support. Thanks, is. thanks, thanks, Michelle. Thank I you, was Michelle. hoping, I was hoping somebody would chime Yeah, me. I, I knew it. I just couldn't. It was on the tip of my tongue. Uh, that's Michelle Zieg. I don't know if you know her. She's yes, she's cool. yes. Um, she's come so far. Oh my god. Yeah. She,
1: I tell her that all the time. She's like, oh, stop it. Uh, she's come so far. She's done amazing
0: things. That's fantastic. Um, but yeah, on, on the statistics, you're right. You know, I wish. You know, I've I told um, I'm a good friend with uh, Bob Lyons, who invented the safety turtle. Yeah, and he has all these awesome stories of parents, you know, hearing the alarm and running outside and pulling their kid out and knowing, you know, that the alarm saved their baby, right? And I'm always I always told him I'm jealous that there's no, you know, um, similar story for a pool fence. You know, mm. um, you know, no one ever knows if that, you know, what would have happened. So,
1: you know, yeah, you know, you
0: I have to guess. I mean, I, I have to assume, right, that with the number of pool fences that we've put in, that you've put in, you know, um, locally in Fort Myers and for us, you know, throughout the world, um, that that there's kids that are alive now that would, would would not have been, you know, I mean, I have to think that.
1: Yeah. You know, and I need to think that, too. I need to believe that, you know, my children are some way touching more people now than they would even if they were alive today. You know, Mm -hmm. um, that's how much I miss them. And I don't know. I've been affected big time. And again, I'm just out there trying to do something. You know, something's better than nothing. And and I've been watching you do these um, podcasts and, and, and you talk about the laws, which I hope you continue to do that. You know, you know, I believe in the safer three, you know, safer water, safer kids, safer response. Uh, and there's so many of us doing great things out there. I continue to learn all the time. I, I like, I didn't go to school for this. I didn't ask for this. I, I feel like I was just dealt these cards and I'm trying to do the very best I can, you know? So I continue to be open-minded. Um, and sometimes I step back and I try to retool and, and But I'll tell you, there's not a day that goes by that I don't pick this up in some way, shape or form. It could be just a little Facebook post or a phone call to a family that's dealing with a drowning. And, you know, through your program, Save a Life program and me being the chief giving officer, you know, having that opportunity to give them something for free, you know. Uh, On the phone, uh, you know, dealing with the community, doing community uh, events, outreach events, you know, sometimes there's like 500, 600 kids out there and and being able to talk to those moms and those dads, you know, it it needs to be that redundant message all the time. And there's a lot of us doing it, you know, and and we're getting better at it,
0: you know, um,
1: and you're a big help, Eric. Uh, You know, I think I try to thank you all the time. Uh, You know, you're doing big things.
0: Well, thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. You know, we try, and it's a uh, it's a long, long journey. It seems like. Did you Did you
1: see where where I uh, I tagged Judy Fernandez? No, I didn't. ISR. I think I think I think you saw that. Oh, ISR. For, for,
0: As a possible guest.
1: Yes. Yes. Awesome. I was hoping she saw that because yeah, you know, like I'll, I said, I'll, I'll I continue it. to learn. Um, you know, the, the the other thing I saw was the, the survival, you know, rescue skills. Uh, I think it was about six months after my kids passed. You know, like I said, the fencing, I felt like the fencing for sure, you know, that that one tangible um, barrier, layer of of prevention that would have helped them. Although, like you said, you know, if you give a child enough time, chances are they will figure out how to get around a barrier. So it's always, always about adult active supervision. You know, somebody needs to be watching those children. But the um, the survival skills and swimming lessons are so important. You know, like the last layer of prevention type of thing. And, and Judy, you know, just recently we had a conversation. You know, she was just trying to fill me out, see where I was at with those type of, you know, um, lessons. And, and I'm absolutely all about swimming lessons, too. You know, I, I believe every child should learn how to swim. Uh, it's something that we're talking about right now. Um, me and Rhonda with our little guy that we have staying with us, Victor, um, he's three. Um, we don't have a pool. We chose, um, not to have a pool in our backyard, but who knows that may change someday. And we do live in the state of Florida. He is three, so it's time, you know, um, it's a big responsibility, but it's also very important. Um, you know, my grandson, Liam, uh, he's what, 18 months now, you know, I've been, I've been pressing on my oldest son to get him lessons, um, you know, I'm not in the forefront, so I can't make those uh, executive decisions for them. All I can do is put it out there for them, um, you know, because I believe everybody should learn how to swim. You know, very important. Same thing with CPR. You know, I believe in even bad CPR saves lives. So I, I am about those things. So anyways, what I had learned from Judy, right, because I, I had saw the infant survival rescue. I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly. Yeah, It's it's,
0: it's infant survival rescue or sometimes infant survival resource, but it's both. So you're good.
1: Yeah. And the first time I saw that, um, the child was fully clothed in the winter time and my boys had drowned in the winter time. They were fully clothed. And I, I watched them flip, flip upside down and and, and they were actually crying, which I felt was kind of like an alarm almost, you know? Um, and i walked away again in tears and i felt like if my kids knew how to do that they would be alive today um so so you know i believe in it but then over the years you know you, you hear all these mixed messages and everybody's got opinions and stuff like that so i just kind of chalked it up as you know it depends on the instructor and it depends on the child you know if you have an extremely good instructor and and, and a child that's capable of doing those skills uh, it works And, and she brought to my attention it also depends on the parent and I was like well wait a minute what do you mean and she she explained to me sometimes is you know sometimes the parent will show up to lessons all bundled up with so much fear you know that it's almost transparent not transparent but it's almost passed on to the child and then the child begins to act and behave like that you know so she opened my eyes to that you know, constantly learning about this, always.
0: Right, there's there's so much to it, right? More than you would expect, I think.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I so, didn't even know I was going to talk about this this morning. Um, I, I want to give you an opportunity to talk and share about the laws. because. Well, yeah, I wanted to talk about the law,
0: you know, because I don't get sick of talking about the law because I don't think a lot of people know that the law in Florida last July changed. Um, it got worse again for the... You know, for the fifth time that, you know, we've taken a law that was pretty much perfect, um, not as good as the one in California, but, but pretty darn good. And we've made it worse again. Um, and, and this one happened in a very weird way that we're still not sure about, where it slipped in kind of right at the last minute. And um, it, a lot of people weren't notified. Most people, even in the water safety arena, um, don't know that the law changed in Florida, which they is, don't. They right? don't. you didn't know. I didn't, know. They, they know. You didn't know.
1: You know, you know, we go to these meetings, you know, we have a meeting about the meeting and, and right. <laughs> you know, national John and prevention Alliance, families united, you know, mm-hmm. the coalitions, uh, healthy kids, you know, I, I can't tell you how many meetings I attend or, or used to attend on a regular basis. And, and nobody really know,
0: you know, right. Uh, and, and if you and I don't know then, then who does, right. I right. Mean, you know, I, I live and breathe this every single day. You know, it's, my whole universe. If if I don't know, and the same for you, then certainly John Q. Public doesn't know. Um, so, you know, essentially, what happened is the law used to require a four foot uh, barrier that had to meet certain specifications that isolated the pool from the home, and it had to have a self closing, self latching gate, and that had to be in place when a new pool was constructed. Um, old pools were grandfathered in, but if you had a new pool. You had to have a pool fence and it was a great law. Um, it was really effective, but then um, there was some lobbying and they decided that the gate was too expensive. It was too much extra work. So they said, all right, you, you have to have a pool fence, but not with a self-closing self-latching gate, just the regular manual opening. We'll get the job done, which as we all know, um, everybody recommends having a self-closing self-latching gate, right? Um, then the next thing that happened was they said, well, what about these alarms on the doors and windows? And those were allowed um, in addition to a pool fence. First, they had to be hardwired into the house where they couldn't be shut off or taken down. And then they, were, uh, they allowed a battery-operated alarm, which what a lot of people did, and this is terrible, is they would put the alarms up, they would pass code, and then they'd take them all down. Uh, and that happened for a lot of people. Um, so then you can get the alarms or the fence. Um, so the newest thing is that you can get the cheap um, door and window alarms that are battery operated, or you can get a pool fence without a gate or with a gate if you want. Or now you can get a floating mm. pool alarm inside the pool, um, which previously the reason they, they said that the alarms on the door and window were okay were because it was still about prevention, right? We were still... You know, stopping the kid from getting to the water, but these new alarms don't go off until the kid is underwater, until they're until they're drowning, essentially. Um, so which, which is terrifying. So to think now that our our law, you know, you can be in compliance with the law and have something that lets your kids start drowning before you know about it. Um, and and those alarms have a a host of issues with them. Um, you know, they they don't go off right away. Um, if they're on the wrong end of the pool from where the child slips in, especially if the child walks down the stairs, which happens all the time, um, then it'll go off, you know. Um, I have a video of my my dealer in Port
1: St. Lucie.